According to the recent Berna study, only 12% of non-religious teenagers feel that the church, capital C, is having an impact on issues of poverty and injustice. Words are not enough. The next generation needs an apologetic of action. Thank you for taking time to listen to this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. Your comments are welcomed, and if you can share this podcast episode with your friends, that's appreciated as well. My guest today is Brian Greiso, co-founder of Simple Charity. Simple Charity is a 501c3 nonprofit inspiring Christian students to grow in solidarity with people experiencing poverty and injustice. So, Brian, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thank you so much, Dennis. It's so good to be here. You know, we reached out, we connected, and I've been on your website. Uh, It's fascinating what you're doing. And uh, your journey, it seems, in generosity started back in high school. Uh, Take us back to high school and where you were raising funds in your senior class, and then you felt that uh, probably most of the funds were not used appropriately. It seems that this story or this journey of simple charity started back in high school. Sure, absolutely. I was blessed in high school to be a part of an amazing Bible study community that was really seeking to follow Jesus and to take what we were learning in Scripture and put it into action. And so as we were wrestling over texts like Matthew 25 and 1 John 3, um, we we just wanted to do something. We knew we had to do something. And so we set this goal of raising $100,000 to fight global poverty in Jesus' name during our senior year. And that year, we did kind of every grassroots fundraiser that you can imagine. We washed cars. We did yard sales. We did a battle of a bands, a 5K, a chili cook-off. Um, and we ended up raising around $60,000 for global ministries um, that alleviate poverty and serve in the name of Jesus. And um, the year after that, though, I learned that half of that money, around $30,000, went to a ministry that may have been misusing the funds. And so I went from high school off to North Carolina to go to college, started to really wrestle with this question of, I see the call in scripture to give generously, but how do we do that effectively? How do we um, vet charities? How do we find organizations and interventions that are really moving the needle to serve the poor and uh, advance God's kingdom among the least and the lost? So your journey took you to Duke, and you got a degree in economics as well as global health. And once you graduated, you're the co-founder of Simple Charity, and you work at the nonprofit now full-time. Give us a quick uh, overview, like if you're on an elevator and somebody asks you uh, what is Simple Charity, give us just a quick overview of what the nonprofit is. Yeah, we want to bring an apologetic of action to the next generation of college students through college chapters that live in solidarity with the poor. And our chapters do three things. They learn, they serve, and they give. And they do that in community. And as they do that, they grow in their relationships with, with Jesus. And that's that's Simple Charity. So Simple Charity mission is to inspire Christian students to grow in solidarity with people experiencing poverty and injustice. Explain what you mean by solidarity with the poor. Yeah, we see solidarity as a virtue that Jesus calls us to. We see Jesus living his life um, amongst the poor, healing the sick, uh, elevating those who had been pushed down um, in in his society. 
And so when we talk about solidarity with the poor, we really want to emphasize uh, six practices. And these are things we talk about all the time in Simple Charity. We teach to our students and we encourage them to to live in their lives. And, And those six practices are trust, gratitude, prayer, fasting, giving, and service. And so what we want to do is really invite students to, to live these things out. We you know, believe that virtue formation is kinetic, if you could say it like that, like to grow in virtue, to grow um, and, and becoming more like Jesus involves doing something. And as we do things, the things that we do, do something to us and turn us into the kinds of people who, first of all, uh, the, to quote Paul in Galatians 2.10, who first of all, remember the poor. Um, so often our failure to, to love and to serve those uh, both locally and globally is really a failure to remember. And so we want to encourage students to practice these six practices um, as a habit to remember the poor and then to take action on their behalf um, and be salt and light in the world. And in doing uh, philanthropy, uh, so many times we think of philanthropy as stewarding assets, a lot of times funding, money. Uh, stewarding various types of assets to the ministry, but you're taking this a lot deeper and really transforming how people interact with the people they want to steward some resources to. Absolutely. We are aiming for the transformation of Christian college students. You know, we want the church of the future to be known, to be famous for um, radically caring for the poor. And we believe that um, in this next generation, especially, that is a crucial apologetic. Um, you know, I, I think we live in, in something of a post-truth culture. You know, there's an old saying, people don't uh, care what you know until they know that you care. Um, I think that is extra true for Gen Z. And what Gen Z is looking for is Christians who live with integrity as they uh, care deeply for those who are vulnerable and really live out this our faith, who live out the lifestyle of Jesus, who was a person of love, first and foremost, um, and was always welcoming in the outcast and the stranger, the poor, the orphan, the widow, the immigrant. And you you are working internationally, but I think a lot of your focus is on the college university campus here in North America. Am I right? Yes. All of our, our folks are, are in North America. Um, we have this fall, we'll have over 45 college chapters around the country that are these communities of practice. And what those chapters do, though, uh, in, in terms of our, the international connection is they raise money for global charities. So we actually vetted and evaluated over 700 faith-based global charities um, to find our top five that our chapters raise funds for. So I'm intrigued by the fact that you researched, I think on the website, I saw 628 openly Christian charities, but you selected just 24 of them. So what what goes into evaluating a charity so that your college chapters, these 45 different college chapters can partner with? So just talk to us a little bit about the the process that goes into uh, selecting uh, these various charities. Sure. Yeah. So on our website, um, it does say 628. So that was a previous um, charity evaluation project that we did. And in this past summer, we um, updated to over 700. And um, now we have just five that our chapters will be raising funds for this next year. So there's kind of some uh, differences just in, in time and year by year. We're, we're kind of iterating on this work. Um, but what goes into this? So we really look for three broad categories when we're evaluating a charity. The first is looking at the charity's operations. 
So this is the nuts and bolts of the organization. Um, we want to see an organization that has systems of accountability and transparency. Uh, we want to just see a healthy kind of, yeah, nonprofit. Um, but even a healthy nonprofit, if it's not focusing its energies um, towards advancing the kingdom of God, you know, there's, there could be a healthy nonprofit that could even do harm <laughs> in the world. Right. And so um, the second thing that we're looking for is this idea of culture, the stories that the organization believes and the stories that they tell. And so we want this organization to be Christ-centered. We want to be living out um, this vision of the kingdom of God, and then to also walk with cultural humility and a, a kind of altruism where they're putting the mission first above any one individual's interests. And we believe that if you bring those two things together, helping nonprofit organization with a Christ-centered culture, the result will be impact. And we want to look for organizations that are measuring that impact. Um, and so that's the third thing is measured impact. You know, how are they collecting data uh, and reporting that back to donors? And then what is that data? Do they have evidence that their program is actually effective at alleviating poverty, whether that's providing access to clean water or microfinance loans to enhance entrepreneurship, or even like IJM does, um, protecting the poor from violence and from human trafficking? So you're really taking a very serious look and digging into what that charity does, not only what they say they do, but what yep. they actually do, the wording, the vocabulary, the way they communicate is very, very good. So let's uh, shift gears now and go to talk about these college chapters. If a university reaches out to you, somebody at a university reaches out to you and wants to start a chapter, how do, how do these chapters form on the university campuses? Well, let me start by saying that if you are a college student listening to this, please do actually reach out to me. Uh, my email is brian at simplecharity.org, and I would love to connect with you on starting a, a Simple Charity chapter. Um, so we walk with our students every step of the way. Um, our chapter founders are tend to just be remarkable people. You know, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of work to start something. <laughs> um, and even if that thing is a student organization. And so we want to be as supportive and encouraging throughout the process for our chapter founders. Um, and what we do is we walk them through over five weeks, five training modules that looks at things like how to handle finances, how to lead a meeting, um, how to grow your kind of marketing presence or your social media. Um, and then we help to, them to get student organization status on their campus to navigate their campuses processes for that. Um, and then and then we support them after they launch as they learn, serve and give as they plan fundraisers and do local service projects, you know, homeless outreach or um, serving in local community gardens and things like that. I noticed on your website that one thing that you encourage is a charity challenge. And I thought that was interesting in some of the topics or some of the ways that you can have these different chapters do a charity challenge. Just talk to us a little bit about those challenges. And I, I think you did one. Uh, you were part of one of the challenges as well. Yes, Dennis, this was a very interesting story. So we had summer interns in 2021 who on the first day of the internship, we had one intern say, my goal this summer is to go skydiving. And um, I thought that was a very funny goal as you're starting an internship for a Christian nonprofit. Long story short, at some point that summer, I told this intern, hey, if we raise $10,000 to build a well in Chad uh, for a clean water ministry, then um, I will go skydiving with you um, and one other intern. And so uh, long story short, we ended up raising $10,500 um, and built this well in 
Chad, which is a, a, a country in Central Africa, if you're not familiar with where that country is. But anyways, and we ended up going skydiving and um, I had to overcome my fear of heights. I, I don't know if I didn't, I don't think overcome is even the right word. It's really just kind of jumping out of the airplane, even though you're thinking the whole way down, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And, but I did not die. And uh, we landed at the bottom and then we had this idea of, wow, you know, this is something that maybe we could do in other places where college students could pick something crazy. And if they hit their goal, then they will uh, or raise some money. And if they hit their fundraising goal, then they do whatever crazy thing that is. And so the next year, we did another cra- uh, charity challenge. We built a roof on a school in Tanzania, on a high school. And um, when we accomplished that goal, we ran from Duke University to UNC Chapel Hill in the middle of the summer. And so, yeah, so this is an invitation for anyone who wants to raise some money for charity and do something fun. Um, check out simplecharity.org slash challenge. And if you work with us on this, we will pay for whatever your challenge is. So if you want to go skydiving, we'll cover that bill as long as you hit your fundraising goal to raise money for one of our vetted charities. So these uh, charity challenges, uh, you know, you mentioned they raise $10,000. Is that the pretty average amount or some challenges... Twenty, thirty thousand. I know in high school you raised sixty thousand dollars with your friends your senior year of high school. Uh, what what does a challenge look like? Yeah, we we just launched the charity challenge program a couple years ago, and we haven't uh, we haven't done a ton of them. Maybe just three or four. Uh, but what we've noticed is, on average, a charity challenge can raise around a thousand dollars per student who is involved. And so it's something that works really great when a group of students do it together um, and they can use it to invite their friends in. But I think it's one of the biggest things for for your buck in terms of the fundraisers that our simple charity chapters do. And so this next year, as we're we're having a lot more growth through a partnership with IJM, um, where we'll be serving their students on their their campuses, we want to encourage more charity challenges and um, see where that takes us. Well, I encourage our podcast listeners to get on your website, get involved in some of their university campuses. When If there's not a simple charity there, a group, uh, they can uh, welcome you to come to that campus and do one of these uh, charity challenges. Sounds interesting. And I encourage people to get on your social media and read some of these stories. I'm sure there's some amazing stories, not only of the challenges, but of what you've done for countries like Chad and Tanzania and some of these countries where you've provided wells and uh, schools and made a real difference. Um, So give your website again and some of the ways that they can get more of the stories and learn more about the Simple Charity. Sure, yeah. Thank you again, Dennis, so much for this conversation. Um, my, our website is simplecharity.org, simplecharity.org, and feel free to explore there. Um, you can also check out our podcast. It's called Two Coins, simplecharity.org slash podcasts. Um, and if you have any questions about anything we're doing, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thank you again for joining this edition of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. And if you like this episode, share it with your Gen Z friends, uh, your university students. Share it uh, so more people can learn about uh, Simple Charity and be a part of these six different aspects of charity. I really like that, that there's not just giving of funds, but uh, really gets you involved in six different aspects. And again, uh, thank you for joining this Unconventional Ministry Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. 
Sat7 is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry making God's love visible and the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 USA has resources in helping you honor God while protecting your family. You can avoid another regret, which is the failure of not creating an estate plan. Through a partnership with Financial Planning Ministry, Sat7 USA provides Christian experts to assist you in preparing your will or trust, all at no financial cost to you. Visit www.sat7usa.org and click on the tab Planned Giving for more information. Sat7 simplifies the process and makes it easy for you so that your family and friends don't have to bear the burden and regret of your failure to create an estate plan. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.